Hey, you guys, I'm finally back. Sorry about the long wait, um, but last episode, it featured my kid's father. He was talking about his road to recovery, um, not only his drug recovery, but also um, his time within the uh, Virginia Department of Corrections. Uh, this episode, we're going to continue on with our conversation about uh, medication and the mental health and whatever else comes up. And here he is to uh, introduce yourself once again and to get started. Um, I guess uh, my question to you is, we had already talked about, um, you know, you quote unquote already being diagnosed with ADHD from a young age. And um, I guess my question is to you, I know that you were um, prescribed medication and stuff like that. Um, did you take it, not take it? How did you feel about it? Like, let's get a, let, let's talk about that. Um, yeah, I would describe, uh, prescribe, excuse me, prescribe, uh, Ritalin at, I say probably around the age of 11 and 12, but I was diagnosed with ADHD, you know, and early age of, of, of elementary school because I was just alive while, but, um, I was prescribed Ritalin, and um, for the first couple of weeks, I would take it because it was like I was forced to take it from my uh, my parents. So you know, just to you know get all the incentives that you know comes with it. Like you take your medicine, you know, we to make sure that you basically good. So, but if you don't take your medicine, like. We gonna take your phone. We gonna, you know, TVs and shit like that. All your privileges is gone because this is something that that'll help you. So while in the, in the midst of me taking my medicine, um, it started making me feel funny. You know, like the teachers asked me a question that wasn't, you know, myself. I wasn't the energetic guy. I wasn't, you know, anybody that knows me knows I have uh, a lot of energy. You know, and I'm real hype all the time and I'm always there to try to make people laugh that changed my whole insight on everything you know I, I just wasn't myself so I kept telling my family you know it's making me feel funny I'm not the same you know I really can't I can focus more but I really I really don't like that, the way it's making me feel so you know I would they would they gave me my own they was like, well, you take your medicine, and that's just what it is. I'm like, all right. So I, you know, I was so, they, they looked at me like they're uh, like a, a mature, you know, teenager. So, you know, they gave me the option. I could just take it myself or they could give it to me. Okay, I'll take it myself. But the whole time, I wasn't really taking it after a while. I was just taking a pill out each morning and throwing it in the trash. You know, so it was like, I just stopped taking it myself. And then I got up to age where I said, yeah, I could just do whatever y'all want to do. Like, I'm not going to take it regardless. Like, whatever is whatever. You know, so, you know, you know they they, they want you to take medicine and, and the medicine and fuck up a, a, a different part of your body or a different part of your brain or it just it just mess you up completely like the only thing to, to, to the only way to deal with that 
and just dealing with it. Like it's so it's so common these days for ADHD and all those other terms of illnesses. It's just it's no medicine, no cure that can fix that. It's just what's going on with society. Just like the coronavirus, it's just it's no cure. It's just what's going on. Just like the flu. You know what I mean? So like, that's just my insight on it. Okay, so basically what you're saying is that the medication um, changed your whole persona and your whole personality. And um, I have another question because I've seen this a lot with clients that I've worked with. Um, Did that medication mess with your appetite? Um, I can't really really say because, you know, again, if anybody knows me, I've always been a big guy. Like, I've always been big, so, you know, I, I can't really say it messed with my appetite, but it, it, it did mess with, you know, my thoughts and, you know, the way that I, I, I think, so it, it, some effects don't happen to everybody, it, it might have a different effect to some people, some people may eat more, some people may, you know, it, it may cause a different effect, but I can't really say it messed with my appetite. Okay, okay, because most people that I know that have been um, prescribed Ritalin or other ADHD medication, it really um, decreases their appetite and they lose weight and and things of that nature. So I was just curious. Um, What was another target area that you wanted to go ahead and speak about um, while you have this platform to use um, during your incarceration? You know, every day, everybody knows, you know, even if you're not incarcerated, everybody knows the struggle every day with everything going on in, in the world now. And now we have something else that we have to, you know, to, to really think about and, and, and focus on with the war, you know. So, you know, if anybody has a problem or anything, just take care of themselves, you know, go get some help. You know, somebody is out there that listen, you know, even though they don't understand just for your voice to be heard is enough. You know, it's not really too much that you can, or anybody else that can do or help you with the situation or whatever you want, whatever you want to, you know, just a voice or just an ear. You know, all that, all that helps. Okay, well, that's very positive. Um, also, I wanted to um, add on to what we were talking about hold on like i just had it at the tip of my tongue and then i forgot um <clears throat> oh okay so your eating habits um you've changed your eating habits uh since your incarceration incarceration <laughs> and um your road to recovery like do you want to speak about that like your eating habits and stuff like that like um to further elaborate, like, what do you mean, like, change my eating habits, like... Like, you um, said that you didn't eat processed meat and stuff like that. Facts, that's a fact, that's a fact, but, um, you know, all that, all that processed stuff is, 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 is not really good for you, it, it really causes, like, stomach cancer, ulcers, and, you know, you know, different things of that matter, so, therefore, I, I really eat plant-based foods, you know, I still eat the regular, the regular shit, the swoles and shit like that, but that's like, you know, 
that don't come every day. That's like once in, once a week maybe. You know, uh, working out, working out your mind, reading. You know, lifting um, weights, calisthenics, and stuff like that. That's that's good for you. That's also good for the body and the mind. You know, just it just doesn't start with just eating. It, it starts with you know you got to put in work. You, you just sit around and say, oh, I'm gonna change my eating habits. And think that's just going better you better yourself. It's not. It's, yes. Because your eating habits, like, also, like, affects your mental health as well. Like, processed meat and, like, other things with, like, red and yellow dye affects your mental health as well. That's a fact. That's a fact. You know, red meat, you know, it's not, it's not too good for you. You know, it's, well, it's not good for you at all because, you know, it takes forever to, uh, to digest. But uh, I will say this, I will be having a nice little steak when I get home. But uh, that's besides the point. But, um, you know, you just got to take it one day, one step. You know, everything got to be one at a time. You know, you, you got to crawl before you, you know, you get up and, and start two-stepping. You know, you, you got to take one day at a time. And I wanted to also address, um, you know, drug situation if you don't if you don't apply yourself if you don't put forth any effort if you don't you have in your mind that this is what you want to do to better yourself then you will do nothing but drastically keep falling in the same hands that you were already in so you gotta also you got the one that you, you can you can't be for nobody else. You got to be for yourself. You can't expect for nobody else to be there but yourself. You can't say, okay, well, um, I'm not going to do, I'm not going to sniff coke anymore. I'm going to just smoke some weed. That stuff can, you know, carry back to what you used to do. You know, you can't say, I'm not going to smoke any weed anymore, but you, I'm going to just take a drink. That can cause a revolving door right there. You can drink, take two drinks, three drinks, and then you might want to say, fuck it. I'm going to hit this blunt one time with my man or with my friend. That's just a revolving door. So you got to wonder for yourself. You got to take every step slowly, you know, because it's, it's, a, it's a hard process. You know, the temptation is real. So and that's basically... So my question to you is, so do you not have any support system at all? Um, because one of my episodes was about um, the support of, of friendship um, during like, you know, times of crisis, you know, like mental health, addiction, like everything into one. And so like, so you don't have any support? Um, what you saying support, you mean like somebody that I can talk to, I can you know, share my emotions and, and, and stuff like that with? Yes, because you said that you no longer go to therapy. Um, like I told you, you know, we talk, we don't talk as much, but we talk whenever I do call or whatever. I tell you that I do a lot of reading and I do a lot of positive reading and positive thinking and positive meditating, you know. So, like I told you guys before in the last episode, you have to wonder for yourself, the only the only teacher 
you have is your own, is yourself. You know what I mean? You can go and these motherfuckers can talk your head off, left and right, and tell you how just is bad for you. You have to know that for yourself. You can't expect for nobody else to do it for you. You know, and with the coronavirus and me not being able to go see my, my mentor, my counselor, like I, like I needed to and I wanted to just to get some things off my chest because I was dealing with more than just, you know, an addiction problem. You know, I was actually dealing with family issues, you know, uh, a lot of shit that I, I, I couldn't deal with because I tried to hide everything that I was going through, you know, deaths and, you know, the loss of, you know, my kid's mother, you know, not being in my life anymore, shit like that, you know, that I was really actually dealing with. You know, and I just didn't want to, you know, talk or, or, or so I used drugs to cope with everything. You know what I mean? So I had to put on my big man drawers and do it myself. And so far, you know, I'm, I'm loving the man that I became. You know, uh, like I said, exercising, you know, when I came on the first time, you know, then you got to the gym for a little bit and that kind of stimulated our brains and, you know, whatever, whatnot, but it was exercising now, it's like a routine, it's like, it's like therapy, like, you know, you go out there, give it your all, and you leave all your blood, sweat, and tears when you, when you just ran a mile, or you're lifting three to four hundred pounds, or you're doing squats, or whatever you're doing, you just leave it all right there, you just... Whatever you got on your mind, you just leave it right there. You give it, you give it your all, just to say fuck everything. Like, and also you got to have faith. No matter who you pray to, no matter who you believe in, you got to have faith. And I'm not gonna get on the religious tip because you know some people might not believe there is a higher power, but you got to have faith. Oh, uh, you can speak about your higher power and having faith, um, because. While I am spiritual, I still have a religion. I don't agree upon everything within the Christian religion. No, I do not. But I still have some Christian-based beliefs while I am spiritual. So you can speak about your higher power if that is what helps you through your process. This is what this podcast is about, is about speaking about your process and what is helping you throughout your story with addiction and, and all of that. So feel free to speak about that. All right, 10 well, we can leave that for another day to where, you know, we have more to talk about. Okay, so are you done for today? I mean, you know, if there's more questions that you have, you know, I will, I will you know, nicely uh, answer it or whatever, however you want to. You know, it's been a little minute since you've been on here, so it seems like you don't have nothing to ask me. You know what? There are questions I want to ask you, but, you know, I don't know if you want to answer them. You know, I kind of want to know, I want to know what, (laughs) it's not funny, but like, 
I want to know, like, what? Like, I want to know some stories of, like, some shit that you've been through, like, during your addiction, like, why you were high. Like, that's what I want to know. Like, what's your name? Like, crazy shit that you've done. Like, to chase your addiction. Like, I guess, like, to let your let the people who are listening know, like, how far. Because, like, people's addictions are different because some people can just not take it as far as others, I guess I should say. Uh, I guess I don't, I don't know <laughs> if I'm understanding your question. You don't know? Okay, okay. so you gotta, you gotta let the, the people that are listening know the lengths that you've taken during your addiction, like the things that you have done. Oh, it's like, like, just talk about it. Hell, yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's, sometimes it's, 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 it's no limit of, or, or, you know, no limit of which way you'll go to, you know, get that. You know, it comes from, you know, that devil and that monkey being on your back. You have one minute remaining. You might, like, some of the stupid shit I did. Take your kids' TV, sell it, and pawn it, you know, just for a high. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's no limit. And I'm pretty sure, you know, people have done more than that, you know, but those are things that I've done, you know, and it's and it's sickening and it's, and it's disturbing as I always think back on it. Like, what the fuck was I thinking? Just to, just to get high? Just to... For couple, just to escape for a couple of hours, like I shit is, I shit is weak, you know. Yes, and and I want to say, just call back if you have the time. Just call back. Yeah, I'm good. I'm free today. I don't do nothing on Sundays. Okay, call back. Yeah. Okay, so my my that was I guess one of my questions. Um, that I wanted to know, like, how did you feel about the things, um, that you've done? Like, how did you feel? Like, how were you able to work through those issues? Are you still currently working through some issues for some situations that you've done because you felt as though you can't forgive yourself for those situations? Um, you know, uh, uh, like I say, you know, I, I've been gone for a minute, so therefore, I, everything that I've done, the shit that I've done to the family I once had, my kids, you know, I, you know, it's disturbing. You know, I don't like it, but at the same time, I can't grieve and too, too, too much or too long about it. I just got to understand what I've done. And move on, because if I keep grieving and staying in that same situation, it's going to end. It's not going to occur. It's not going to do nothing but occur for me to go right back on doing the same thing I was doing. Correct. So therefore, I have to. I have to understand it, and I have to know that what I did was fucked up, and wrong. You know, because you know, to all the listeners out there, you know, I had a, 
you know, I had something great, you know, and, you know, fuck it up. You know, being dumb, young, immature, you know, I did a lot of things that, you know, I shouldn't have done as far as, you know, the altercations that I put you through. You know, all, everything. It's the fussing, the fighting, the long nights that you had, the crying that you used to do, the the makeup you had to put on to, to cover the scars. You know, so I'm not innocent. Like I've always, I've always accepted my role of what I played during my time of addiction. So therefore, I'm not perfect. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not innocent. You know what I mean? And. You know, I, that's one thing that I still, I still have in the back of my mind and I still grieve about. And you may not understand it, you may not care, you may not, you know, whatever, but it's actually something that I'm still working on. And that's something that's really trying to get over you because after me coming coming down from the euphoria, the high, the the intense the intense nights, days and, you know, shit that I used to go through. You know, the one thing that really sticks out and really stays on my mind is you. You know, and it's not about me or you. You know, this is about addiction, but at the same time it kinda of goes back to what I've what I've been through. You know what I mean? I, I'm not gonna say I grew up quick, but I, I was put in a position with a lot of responsibility. And with me having a lot of responsibility and knowing that I could get away with little shit and then, you know, little shit became bigger shit and bigger shit became huge. You know what I'm saying? And I didn't have to, you know, answer or question, get questioned by nobody, you know, that, that sits out and that sticks out as well, you know. Just, just like we had a conversation yesterday about Smurf and him throwing the rocks. If he don't learn now, then that shit will further graduate to bigger things. Then all of a sudden we might we might get a call one day, he probably shot some damn body, you know. But I don't think that it occurred with Smurf, but that's just shit that we have to really think about and shit like that, but, you know, life of addiction, it, it, it isn't, it isn't, it isn't what somebody wants to go through, bro, that you are going through it, you gotta, you gotta be ready for the outcome. So what are your plans, um, you know, when you get out from incarceration, what are your first um, plans? Uh, I have a lot of shit going on right now. So, you know, I'm talking about positive shit. Excuse me. I'm trying to refrain from from doing a whole too much cursing <laughs> because um, as I, I don't know if you guys know, but Ramadan is coming up. So, you know, I have to refrain myself from doing negative but uh, anyway, uh, I have a lot of positive things I, I, I have incorporated for when I do 
actually touch the land when I, when I do get home. So one thing is um, I'm trying to get this, get a truck. Uh, another thing is I'm trying to get this uh, electrical business. You know, as you know, I went to school for HVAC. I'm trying to get all of that up and running. Um, you know, I'm trying to get a little, you know, nonprofit foundation for little knuckleheads out there that, you know, running wild, doing doing the same things that I've done when I. You know, when I was young, you know, so they could start early to know, like, that's not going to do nothing but end you up the same place I just came from. So, you know, and I have one other big project that, you know, I am I'm willing to give my all into, but that's just going to have to wait. You don't want to share about that? Okay. <laughs> All righty then. That's, you know, those other things are, are my main goals right now. Okay, how are you going to complete those goals? Like, what steps are you taking now to get those goals completed? Um, so when you you do get out. Um, study. I've been studying. I've been you know doing everything that I possibly could do. At this moment of time, I'm getting, I'm taking all the resources, you know, to do what I need to do when I come home. Um, the truck, uh, you know, being in, being in prison, you know, you do make a little money. Um, and you know me, you know, the hustle don't stop. So therefore, I have a little money saved up to where I can put down a payment on the truck that I want that I've been looking at. So, therefore, it's just, I just give it all to Allah just to put me in the right positions to, you know, have me take the right steps to further what I want to do. Okay, that sounds good. That sounds good. Um, so I guess my next thing is, I know you wanted to use this platform to talk about, um, you know, one of my episodes was about incarceration and about um, being institutionalized. And we did speak about that on the last episode. Um, so I guess my question was going to be, I, you know, you want to use this platform to talk about um, race, ra- like race and uh, racism and racial diversity and things of that nature. Um, you can go ahead and speak about that now if you want to. Oh, this shit fucked up. Um, excuse me. This, this, this position uh, that every man think is so cool to do and, oh, I did this time and I, and I can go do this time. Man, you know, to all the listeners, to all, you know, the single mothers, that's listening to all the, the men that hasn't been in jail, you know, to the single women, to the single mothers out there, y'all don't deserve it. To the men that's out there, the dudes y'all supposed to do. This incarceration is, is not, I don't care how you do, you know what I mean? This control thing that the, that the government has, go to bed, get up for count. You gotta wear this color. 
you gotta put them shoes on, you gotta go to work, you gotta, I mean, working is, 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 is a must anyway, but to 16 hours a day, nah. I mean, of course, some people do do that, but for 27 cents an hour, nah, I'm not even beat for that. But those are the type of things that you have to go through. You have to shut your mouth. They could be in your face, pointing in your face. And, you know, if they call a cold, then you wrong. They could say, well, he was being disrespectful to me, so this is why I'm giving him the charge. Just like an incident I was, I'm going through right now, I'm fighting a charge. Um, the CEO gave me permission to help this guy move from one building to the up to the next. Cool. So now I'm moving, I'm helping them move. It's everybody on the boulevard. I'm talking about, like so many people is being moved, so many people is, 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 is whatever. So, I'm gone. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking I'm not even going more than 10 minutes. So, I'm, so as I'm gone, I'm moving from, I think that this is, I'm, I'm, I'm moving, I'm helping to move, it's like a football field, 100 yards, but it's everybody on the boulevard, somebody's moving out this hell. So, if you ever been to prison, the penitentiary, whatever you want to call it, you don't, you don't want your, you don't want your objects sitting on the floor, especially outside the cell, and you're going to clean your cell, and you're going to make sure it's clean, or whatever, so, you know, I'm gone for like 10 minutes, as I said. So the officer came and pulled up on me like, yo, what, what building you in? I'm like, I'm in the trailers. He's like, oh, she wants you back right now. I'm like, I'm helping this man move. Like, all right, I'm gone. So I returned and she's standing at the door like she's my mother. And like, no, we had an incident before. I should have started off with that. But I had, we had an incident before so she, I walks in, I shoot smooth, clean passer. I'm like, man, I'm not about to argue with this lady because this lady is, is very disrespectful out the mouth. So, and then Mr. Nick going past her, all I hear is, you niggas take longer everything y'all, you do. I still don't say nothing. So, my other man, he walk in, cause he helping them, he helped the other dude move too. She like, let me get your ID. She was like, I ain't got no ID. She was like, oh, well, I already know his name. I'm writing y'all a charge. We like, how you gonna write us a charge? You gave us permission to leave. So it's no charge to even be written. So she ended up writing us a 229 being an unauthorized area. But ever since I moved over into this, this facility, it's been nothing but, you know, racism, diversity, you know, you know, uh, uh, I'm the biggest guy on the compound, the biggest black guy on the compound. I'm pretty sure the biggest guy all around. So it's like, I was a movie walking around because I was so big. It was COs that were stopping me, like just picking on me. Like I had a CO even chase me down because I stepped in the grass. I'm like, yo, the, the sidewalk mad fool, like I'm big as hell. Like, you, like every, then you see these white people in the grass, you didn't say nothing to them. You, you kind of, you know, pull up on me. You know, I'm not from the country. 
but I'm being called Biggins, or, 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 or that's a big monkey, that's a big nigga. This, I'm hearing this. So I'm like, damn, that's how they giving it up out here? So it, it, there's no win. There's no win for you. You know, you write it up, they might beat you up. Well, I'm pretty sure they're going to beat you up. You know, I've been through a lot of that. You know what I mean? So like, you just got to keep your head high in, this, in, 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 the play, in the facility like this. Plus, I'm in the mountains. Like, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot that goes on here behind closed doors. And you write something up, they might throw it away. You might write, you know, you might write the Richmond. They might intercept the envelope and throw that away. You know what I'm saying? So it, it's, it's, I endure a lot in my time of incarceration. You know, being in the penitentiary is different from being in the jail. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, yeah. But, you know, you, you can't hold the man down forever. You Like, if you're strong, you're going to always overcome the boundaries that's put in your way. You'll overcome the obstacles that's put in front of you. Right? And it's just your choice of how you're going to react to them. I could easily spit one of these motherfuckers' face or, or swing back or... I'm like, all right, I got it. I ain't gonna be in here too long. Or I could easily cuss a motherfucker out. Excuse me, part my my friend. But you know, all that stuff is easy. But the hard part about it is keep keep your mouth shut. Just taking the punches as they come. Do what you're supposed to do. You know, I have a lot of insight because I have a lot of of, 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 of friends and you know, stuff that works in the DOC department or have worked in the DOC department or still is in the DOC department. So as I speak to them, they're telling me the obstacles and the route to go so I can get the situations resolved. And, you know, that's just what I've been doing. But other than that, you know, this I'm just, you know, waiting for this little time to be up. I done done it. I don't have too much longer left. So now I just gotta just do the rest of it. Right. Well, that's good and positive that you have some people to speak to about, you know, the things that are going on within the jail system. Well, the prison system, I should say. I'm glad you have that resource. Yeah, it's, it's, it's all right. Like I said, I don't, I don't, I put myself here, so I don't never cry about nothing that, that goes on. You know, me reaching out, just like I sent you an email, I wanted you to reach out to certain people to tell them, you know, what's going on. You know, um, that was just something to back my case up or what I was going through at the time. You know, so those are steps that I needed to take to just to back myself up. You know what I mean? And instead of just arguing with these people, you just gotta you gotta bow down to them. I don't like bowing down. Like I told you before, like it's a lot. It's a lot that's changed about me. Like, and I just don't. I'm not just gonna bow down. Well, that's good to know. 
that's good to know. We can wrap this episode up and then have another episode where I ask you some more questions. And, you know, there are some listeners, there are some people that was have been looking for the next episode. So I'm glad that people are listening and, you know, people are invested in to knowing what you have going on. And, you know, they are happy to see you doing better.
is a wonderful person. And it, it kind of still dawns on me that she, you know, maybe she's just using me for her podcast, but that's that's fine. But she still uh, answers the phone for me, you know, and kind of indulges in any in little conversation that I try to give her, you know, and I know it's, 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 it's something hard for her, you know, because I put this woman through a lot. And part of her... I could say her drinking habits, her, you know, what she, what she's going through, is is mostly because of me. Um, and I don't know how viral or how, you know, whatever deep this will go, how many listeners will hear this, but you know, uh, for everything I put her through, I, I sincerely apologize for being that type of guy, you know, and it's, like I said, it's hard, you know, um, I'm pretty sure she know the little extent that I I was going through, being that she was going through a little bit of the same thing, um, so, you know, I, I just, I just don't know how to forgive myself for, um, for doing the things that I was, I've done to her. Um, wow, this is this is in the way, but I, I really, <laughs> I really, I really still, I really still love her. You know, and this is, you know, this is coming from within. This is coming from deep, and you know, I want, I want you guys to give her the full support that she deserves. Tell a friend about a friend, you know. Make sure she get the views and, and, and things that she deserves because I've held her back from a lot. You know, the type of guy that I was is not the type of guy that she deserves. You know, um, and I understand, and I definitely understand. You know, um, my big thing is is dedication. I I can't really explain it anymore. I I just want to tell her I'm sorry. And I appreciate everything she's ever done and that she's doing right now. You know, so that's how deep I wanted to go. I could have went deeper, but I feel myself about to get uh, uh, emotional, as I should say, and I am, and I don't need that right now. But I have to punch one of these niggas in their face. Hmm. But excuse me for my, uh, yeah. I appreciate. Oh that. yeah, and, and to the li- and to the and to the listeners, you know, um, it may not work, but uh, you know, I'm I'm definitely gonna try. It everything in my power to fix anything that I fucked up. So, you know, I'm just getting off on that, you know. And this will be a segment um, that we will further elaborate on. And, you know, sorry for taking a, a too long of a break, but, you know, anytime that she's ready, that I'm not working, you know what I mean? So we'll, we'll further have 
uh, this podcast for you guys to listen to. We will, but I want to say I uh, appreciate your apology. That was very heartfelt, and um, I feel as though it was sincere, but you know that things are never going to like between you and I. Yeah, it's a fact. Yeah. You know, so as long as you know that, you know, but we will be back and um, we'll be back here shortly. Well, maybe one day this week with another episode about some things that um, he would like to talk about and I would like to talk about as well. Thank you so much for the support. Um, continue to listen. Follow me on TikTok. Follow me on Instagram. Follow me on Facebook. Um, I do have my candles popping right now. Everything is 1250. You can find it on my TikTok. You can find it on my Instagram. And you can find it on my Facebook page. Um, you guys follow my YouTube channel. <laughs> like, I'm really trying to get things on and popping. So show me the support. Um, continue to listen to this podcast. As my kid's father said, tell a friend to tell a friend about me. Okay. So I hope you guys take care and I will be back.